What if you believed you could achieve any success you want? What would you do differently? What would you think differently? Thank you for listening to On the Air with Jeanette Sibley. It's your time for success. I'm coming to you from the Mile High City of Denver, Colorado. My focus each week is to share with you success tips, insights, and how to do it that help you achieve the results and successes you've always wanted in your business, in your career, and in other areas of your life. Are you ready to uncover the success you've always wanted? Keep listening. Many of us this year are seeking side gigs or side hustles to improve our financial well-being and to feel successful. There is one industry that has over 18 million people involved in it, and whether you love them or hate them, network marketing companies continue to trend as a great way to make money. These opportunities are also known as direct selling, multi-level marketing, referral marketing, and pyramid selling companies. They provide you the opportunity for financial success when you are clear as to what is expected from you. Like any business, success or failure is determined by the amount of effort you put into it. Today, we will talk with someone who's been a successful network marketer for 10 years. He will share the whys and the benefits and pitfalls of how you can be successful or why you should pass on the opportunity if it's not right for you. My guest today is Bill Saltz. He grew up on a working cattle and sheep ranch in Wyoming and knows the value of hard work. Then after working in the financial industry for 20 years and earning a six-figure income, he became a full-time network marketer with Legal Shield. He will share with us what it takes to be successful in network marketing, regardless of the network marketing company. In a moment, I will have Bill introduce himself in 20 words or less. As I've mentioned in my earlier podcast and in my book, It's Time to Brag, it's important to keep your intro short and on point to capture others' attention. Bill, welcome. Welcome, Jeanette. I appreciate being on with you. Well, I appreciate having you here and to help clarify what makes somebody successful in network marketing and why there's so many people who feel like it's just a, a scam. So but before we get into that, please share with us in 20 words or less who you are. Well, uh, Jeanette, uh, my company and I, we believe making equal justice under law a reality for everyone. And to this point, we have nearly 5 million individuals experiencing it along with nearly 150,000 small business owners. Wow, those are impressive numbers. Let's just get right into the interview. What made you decide to get into network marketing after a great career in financial advisory roles? And why do you believe you are successful today? Well, it actually is a very easy transition because my view is that most everything is network marketing in that when I was in the financial world working with Morgan Stanley, I grew my business by network marketing, getting out there, meeting people, getting referrals, establishing relationships. So network marketing, network marketing is nothing more than getting out, establishing relationships, introducing yourself, and providing whatever it is you provide, service, your products, whatever it is. So for me, it was just an easy transition, one, and then the subject matter, two, it was a service that allowed me to help other people, just like it was in the financial world, my being able to help others put together portfolios that best fitted their needs. Well, you make it sound so easy, but as we know, a lot of people don't necessarily succeed as a network marketer. Why would you say that's so? That is based on the wiring of the individual. 
or their evidence in themselves. One, if you just want to go and do A, B, and C over and over, which is nothing wrong with that. I'll use my son as an example, unbelievably bright, very gifted, but he loves working with his hands. He has no desire to go in and put on a shirt and tie. He wants to go work with his hands. And if there's a, an issue that needs to be resolved, he works in the mining uh, world. He gets it done, but he likes the ABC of it. There's that self-motivation. There's that uh, need to be able to solve a problem and not be told what to do or how to do it. So it's all on your shoulders. So those that aren't wired for that and those who are wired that are, that are better off being told what to do or given an assignment, now go do it when it's done, come back and I'll give you another assignment. Network marketing is not a good uh, avenue for them, most likely. You know, a lot of things that you read today on the internet, particularly on social media, talk about being your own boss. But what they forget to talk about is risk-taking, because a lot of employees today are not well-suited, or at least they don't believe they are well-suited to being a risk-taker. Would you say there's a lot of risk-taking in becoming involved in network marketing? That's an interesting way of putting it, and I would agree with you. Yes, there is risk involved. The risk involved is, do you have the wiring to stay with it? Do you have the wiring to be told no? Do you have the wiring to be told, oh my God, that's a network marketing, that's that multi-level marketing, that's whatever it is, even though most companies are based on multi-level marketing, and if we want to, we can get into that uh, later. But if you're not prepared to deal with rejection, and you're better suited, be again told what to do and how to do it, then yeah, there's a great risk in getting involved in network marketing. And if your wiring can't handle it, for goodness sakes, don't, uh, don't go down that path. How have you, with your wiring, handled rejection? Like what is the number one thing that you have done when people says no, or that's stupid, or leave me alone, don't bother me, it's a scam? Like how do you handle that kind of rejection that would also help our listeners go, oh, I could, I could learn to do that. You know, it used to bother me, even when I was in the finance world, uh, you get a lot of no's. I mean, you're one of those financial advisors or one of those, oh my God, it's a stockbroker. And stockbrokers back in the day were kind of on the same level as used car salesmen and attorneys, right? <laughs> even though I <laughs> Exactly. <read. laughs> so you got a lot of rejection and, and it did bother me. But I read a book one time saying, go for no. The book was called Go for No. And that helped open my mind that the more no's I hear, the closer I am to getting a yes. And, and if I'm talking to the right person, that yes will be an important yes. The no's are, are, are still no fun. Don't get me wrong on that. They're easy to handle if you know, no puns intended, if you know that you're one step closer to the yes. And if you're dealing in the right marketplace or in the right, right focus on the people you're supposed to be talking to, that yes will be a very important yes. Again, like any person in sales knows, and sometimes sales also in and of itself has a bad name, right? Like, oh, I can see that person, that, you know, that salesperson coming from a mile away, go away. But yet yeah. sales is probably the number one area, at least in the U.S. and probably throughout the world, where you can make more money if you're willing to get out there, work through the rejections or the no's. I remember working myself. And sometimes you go to an event, even when I was leading an event, and I might like walk away with no new leads. And I would feel dejected or rejected or what have you on my drive home. And one of the things that I've learned to do, and I've also outlined this in my 
book, It's Time to Brag, Business Edition, is to do what I call the alphabet. So what you do is you take each letter of the alphabet and say something positive about yourself. So an A might mean assertive, a B might mean beautiful, a C might mean committed, a D might mean diligent, and on and on. And what's interesting is by the time I would get back to the office or back home, I would feel a lot better about myself. Because a lot of times people do take rejection personally. Yeah, no, I think that's a human nature to take it personally. I mean, that's a great solution. The quicker you can get your mind off of it, it's like professional athletes. Those that are just absolutely at the top of the game, the, the setbacks just have short-term memories. They, they forget about it immediately. They're on to the next task. What will be good? And here's uh, using sports. Michael Jordan had a great quote. He, he always uh, accepted the challenge of the game in the following way to deal with nerves. What am I going to have to do today to be successful? And he said that helped him get through the rejections. He knew he was going to mess up, but he challenged himself every day. What do I need to do? What will I have to do today to be successful in this game? Getting your mind off the failures is paramount to uh, having a good attitude. And I like what you just said about the alpha. Thanks. And what's one thing that you've done that has, like, say you go to an event and you get no's, <laughs> no yeses, or not even any maybes, and you, and you leave going, oh, shoot, that was a waste of time. What do you do? What do you tell yourself? Like, what is that you do for you to get you back out there the next day? Because that that's all there is in sales, right? You know, that's a that's a good question. I think I've been around the block enough times that yes, we all go through that. Oh my goodness, we we go through that quite often, more times than than not, candidly. And I guess I just maybe perhaps with the go for no uh, mindset, the Michael Jordan, what am I going to have to do today to be successful? And it just didn't work. Maybe it just doesn't impact me like it used to in my, my youth. I get in the car and my mind is off on whatever it is that I need to do next. So maybe I'm just fortunate or maybe I'm just not bright enough to uh, dwell on, on the negative. I don't know, but it, I just don't tend to dwell on it, uh, at least now. In my younger years, I did. That's great. And I think is a testament to why you are successful today. If somebody was brand new, though, and they were working with you and they were looking to you for guidance or mentorship, and they were dealing with this rejection piece, because I would assert this is probably the number one most important trait to work through in sales. What would you do to help them? Like, what would you say to them? Like, what might be one or two top coaching tips that you would provide? As far as rejection or as far as choosing the field in which they would want to work? I would say the rejection. We'll get into the other in just a moment. How to handle the rejection. I, I, I think I would just go back, go get the book, go to know, and I'm not promoting the book, go to know, okay? But that just opened my eyes that no is a part of the process. And the more no's I get, the closer I am to the yes that uh, will be a good yes, assuming I'm worth the field or, or approaching the people I should be that will provide me success if they say yes. So I think that's the, the, the number one in my world is the no just gets me a step closer. Easier said than done. Granted. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Because <laughs> if you have a couple of days of those in a row or even a week or two, Usually most people by that time are ready to say, heck with it all. But yet well, in sales, actually, you never know that next, that next one could be the big yes, right? It could be the big yes, but a part of the, uh, the go for no is 
you actually set a goal for the number of no's you need to get. Oh, really? That, okay. That is, a, that is a motivator for the day. In other words, I need to hear no, whether it's 10 times, 15 times, or 20 times today before my day is over. That's your goal is how many no's I need to get to 20 no's. Now, during that day, if you call and, and you don't get a rejection and it leads to a meeting, no, but a possibility for it, guess what? That doesn't go in the no category. Now you have to make another call till you get another no till you get to your goal of no's that day. Philosophy. I don't personally put a goal of number of no's per day, but just knowing that no's are an important part of the process helps me get through it. And that's what I would certainly counsel anyone getting involved. And, and, and lastly, if they are that sensitive to no's and it takes them down too deep into the conundrum of their mind, you know, it's probably not the, the area you should be in then. Well, sales isn't for everyone. Even though we are expected to sell ourselves to get the next job or to win a promotion or to get a pay increase or what have you, being in sales full-time is, is a very different way of selling than just selling yourself once in a while. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important that as people consider, is network marketing something for me? Look to see, are you somebody who can get out there and sell? I know a lot of people think they can, but they really can't. And particularly if it's not a, in network marketing, it's also, at least in my experience, I find the more successful people are people who also use the product, who are really aware of and understand what the business is about. So if you oh, were... 100%. If someone was considering network marketing as a side business or a part-time or full-time business, what are the top three things that they must answer for themselves about themselves to be successful? And I'm not talking internally. I'm talking, can I handle, for example, customer service? For you, Bill, I think that's one of your number one gifts in network marketing. You are very focused, very positive. There is nothing that you won't handle to make sure that you have a satisfied customer. And not everybody's wired that way. No, that's true. That comes from the financial world areas. That's what helped me in this world is, is the communication being, when I was initially in financial world, was dealing with the professional investors. In that area, you have to be very brief introducing what it is that you're bringing to the table. You have to be quick in response and you have to be able to solve things uh, comes up or you have zero chance. You only have a 1% chance to begin with, but if you don't do those three things, you have a zero chance of getting the niche that I'm developing in legal services world. But I would suggest the following to anyone looking into network marketing. There's two schools of thoughts, as you well know. One, you always hear, find something you love and it, you know, work on it and you can make a career out of it, right? Find Correct. that thing you love and, and you can make a, a living out of it. However, uh, one of the Shark Tank stars, Robert Herjavec, do you know who he is on the Shark Tank? I've heard of him, yes. Okay. A, a highly successful individual. He has a very different, he says, baloney to finding something you love. He said, go out and find a problem and now find the solution to that problem and work the heck out of the solution for that problem. If it's a legitimate problem, your responsibility, if you want to have your own side business, your own business, uh, maybe a period, is find the solution. I would uh, tell people, decide which one is you. If, it's, if loving what you're doing is the most important, then in the network marketing world, there are tons of opportunities out there. Do you like makeup? Do you like um, 
products that uh, you, you wear and you use and you, you can sell it at a wholesale, sell it at a retail. Do you like that? If you really like that and you buy into your product, that's what I would do. The Avon's, the, uh, what's the pink Cadillac uh, company? Um, the Mary Kay's. Mary they Kay's. do very well. In fact, they're rated like one of the top five companies for network marketers. Absolutely, because the, the ladies that really get, and I'm guessing there's some men too, but for the, the women that get into it in high school, I will bet you they love that product and they can't talk about that product enough. And they, they live, eat, and sleep the product. They wear it and they sell it and they, they love talking about it. On the other hand, that's not so much me. I like problem solving. That's what I liked about in the financial world is helping someone solve their portfolio needs. Well, getting actually a better grasp after a number of years in the legal business of what it is that really trips my trigger in the legal services businesses. And that is, I have found there's a problem out there. People don't access the legal system because of a variety of reasons. We're not going to go over it. I have a solution. That's what trips my trigger. And on top of it, the new niche is actually working with associations that allow them to also participate in the selling of our products, which provides them a royalty or a non-dues revenue source. Again, not going to get into it. That's what gets my blood going, is finding a problem, I found it, and I have a solution. So I would say to anybody looking into the field, figure out how you're wired to begin with, and if it is you like talking to people and you like products and you like this, then find something that you wear, eat, sleep, and drink, whatever it is. Work out uh, that gives you energy to do the workout, whatever it is, then do it, and just wear it to the hilt. Or find a problem, and then find a solution for that problem, and tell everybody about the solutions you found for a problem that you know they most likely deal with at some point. And also remember, you're not going to sell something to everyone. I mean, there's millions, billions of people on the planet today. You, you don't have to sell it to all of them to be no. successful. And, it, and I think that's where sometimes people get themselves into trouble is they have like too big of a thought process of, I've got to have hundreds and thousands of people in order to be successful. And the truth is you just need whatever you need financially to make that work for you and then you can grow from there because yeah. a, a satisfied customer is going to attract more opportunities for you than somebody who's disgruntled. I remember some coaching from a top level salesperson. This is somebody who's built million dollar companies in the past uh, and I was working with him in helping him with his people challenges and he said, you know, Jeanette, the number one thing that I learned in my business is understand and learn the system. Oh, so yeah. I would suggest the same thing is true for network marketing. Understand how to set up a person on the site for the product or service that you just sold them. Understand how the technology works. Actually spend some time each day better understanding what are some of the issues or problems like what you just mentioned and how can this product or service that I'm selling meet those needs and help that customer succeed. And I think when you get out of your own head about you and your success and more into how can I help others be successful, you become more successful. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? No, that's, that's very well put, and, and that would have been something that didn't get to that point, but you're absolutely right. You do have to understand, if it's, if it's the makeup you're wearing, you have to have very in-depth knowledge, I would assume, about the makeup and the processes and all that goes into it, because you're going to get those questions just like I get questions about the legal or identity mm -hmm. uh, world. I need to know, and you know what, maybe the answer that, uh, to the question that I'm asked 
is not going to be a good answer, but you've got to answer it truthfully. And it may mean that you don't get the business, but if you don't know the answer, for God's sakes, don't ad lib it because that'll get you in more trouble than uh, being honest and losing a business because the answer isn't what you know they want to hear. Well, and be open to learning. I think that's another trait, you know, using uh, skincare because we've mentioned that a couple different times. Not everybody's skin today reacts the same way. Even though that particular lotion worked well for a hundred of your customers doesn't mean it's going to work well for this person. And like you said, be honest about it and say, you know, maybe these products aren't the right ones. Have you considered? Well, that and then that leads into that last uh, of the the habits you need to be successful of, uh, in my world, the brevity, the quick response to uh, getting information back and then the problem solved. That's a good example. If the lotion I sold to you doesn't work, break out, but the last 100 people just absolutely love it, guess what? It's not right for you for a reason. And it's up to me to do the right thing to make it right with you. And it may mean I have to buy it back even if the company doesn't have that policy. Whatever it is, make it right for you and go on. You've got to then just leave that behind and go on to the next person. And I would agree 100%. I remember several decades ago now where somebody was trying to sell me some lotion and it really just did not work at all. And instead of saying, I'm sorry, I'll come get it. I'll get your money back. All I did was get so, well, it's worked for everybody else. It should be working for you. Why isn't it working? You know, like got to really understand folks in today's world, you have to be very customer sensitive and understand that what might work for the first hundred people or even the millions of people who are already using the product doesn't mean it's going to work for everyone. And it really is going to come back to your graciousness and your customer service on whether or not that person then shares with their 250 closest friends and family, whether or not they should work with you. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Uh, Exactly. And it may even mean at some point you have to bite the bullet, even if you know you're getting screwed over or someone's playing a game on, you know what, just pay the bill and, and, and leave and, and get on because then you, as you just pointed out, less likely to have people uh, talking bad about you. I just read something. I think I shared it with you with Warren Buffett. It takes five minutes to screw up a, a, a lot of uh, hard work put into something. It just takes five minutes to, to mess that up by not doing the right thing in the right way. And so sometimes if that means biting the bullet, bite it. You've got to move on. I agree. So, Bill, there are hundreds of network marketing companies and opportunities today, and this doesn't include the additional opportunities available to support network marketers. For example, website design, lead generation and conversion, et cetera, et cetera. So, having said all that, what are the top three questions that somebody needs to have asked and answered to determine which company is the best network marketing for them and understand that they may not be well suited for network marketing, but that doesn't mean that they can't provide support services to network marketers. So what are the top three questions that someone needs to have asked and answered before they sign on that dotted line? One, I don't think it's a question. One, I think it comes down to, does the product or service actually excite you, the individual? And if it does, the next would be, uh, what is the, you know, some of the things you get in and you get confused with payout schedules and payout formulas. And, and I think that's very important to ask and get a clear picture of is how does the payout system work? Because you may go in thinking you get this and you really don't. So I would be very, very diligent on learning how the payout 
system works, that would be one. Two, talked about. What if the customer, client, whatever the case may be, doesn't like uh, what we provide, what we sell, or what they, for whatever reason, do we have something in it? Do we as the company have some, something in place that can handle these issues? That's important. Is that going to fall all on me or will the company back me up to a certain degree? And how does that work? And, and how does it work? You need to be aware of. And then the support is what is the support system put in place? Is it strictly, am I strictly relying on the person who is helping me get involved in whatever it is? Or do I have people within the company? Are there training programs? Are there webinars that I can attend? How do I get uh, up to speed as quickly as and efficiently as possible? Because I would want to know that the company is very active in training me, not the person that necessarily is introducing me, because quite honestly, they're probably out trying to introduce other people too. So do they have the time to truly commit to me? Hopefully they have time, obviously, but it's important that the company has those processes in place to help me become as professional and as knowledgeable excuse me, as knowledgeable as I can, as quickly as I can, which helps me become as professional as I possibly can become. Having worked in different groups myself, I think one of the other key things is to remember that the person that you're working under in network marketing, usually there is somebody above you, that person may not be the best trainer. They may not be the best coach. So one of the things you want to do so that it doesn't get in the way of you becoming successful is develop a relationship with the corporate office. Yeah, they're not out in the field. That's true. However, they can help you with the admin or the technology or whatever else that can get in your way of closing a sale. Because the better you understand how the system works, the more likely you are to close a sale. The other thing I find to be very sad, and I've seen a lot of people get themselves into big, huge trouble is that they don't conduct their due diligence before signing the bottom line. They don't even read the agreement. They just put their signature on it. What you have to remember, folks, is that if you put your signature on it, it is a legally binding document. So you can come up with whatever excuse you or rationale you want, but make sure your questions are answered. That's your due diligence. Like Bill mentioned, how am I going to get paid? What circumstances will prevent payment? Why would some customers not be satisfied with the product? How does that work on my end to help make them satisfied or to let them go? I mean, there's so many questions, but take the time. Like if you were a business owner in any other industry, you must read and understand the agreements you are signing and how the system works. Yeah, well, that's very well put. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, you said what I needed to say. <laughs> that's why you're a business coach and you're good at what you do. No, that was, that was well. Well, and I think we've learned a lot from you today too. So I want to thank you. It's always wonderful to talk with somebody who's in the business. You're not here to sell Legal Shield. You're not here to sell any particular network marketing opportunity. However, I think it's great to hear from somebody who's had success with it on what people need to look for and look at and get real about before they sign on the bottom line and write out that check. So thank you for the information and the insights that you've provided in this interview. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. In closing, I would just simply add the following regarding network marketing. I think most businesses are network marketing, whether it's a big corporation that you work for or you're on your own. And I think people, if they understand that, it makes them 
it helps open their mind to the opportunities of network marketing. Are they wired for it? It's a different uh, question, but it opens up their mind and, and they don't go into it closed-minded uh, going, oh my God, this is just one of those, those gigs. But I appreciate your time and all that you do. Well, you're welcome. So my last question that I ask all of my guests is, what does success mean to you? Uh, success. To me, success pretty much meant did I solve a problem. If I can be told I help someone solve a problem, that means more to me than anything. That's why I gravitated into the retail side of the financial business world and out of the uh, selling to the professional people because there was no a great job. It was just it was just cutthroat. It was cut and dry. Either they bought or they didn't. Yada yada. But on the retail side, it made me feel good when someone said, "You know, I didn't understand that, and it makes sense. I appreciate that." And the same today, I, I enjoy being told, you know, I didn't know that this was available and I appreciate what it's been able to do for me or what it might be able to do for me down the road. So to me, success is being told, I really appreciate the table you've helped me with. Bill, I think that's just a great attitude for anyone in any type of sales, whether it be network marketing or working for a company or selling insurance, it doesn't matter. But really seeing where the problems are and getting excited about helping somebody resolve it so that they too can be successful in life. So again, thank you. The URL for Bill Saltz's Legal Shield website is provided in today's podcast overview for On the Air with Jeanette Sibley. I want to thank you for listening to On the Air with Jeanette Sibley. It's your time for success. Tune in next week for more insights on how to achieve the success you've always wanted with my straight talk for dynamic results. Until next week, enjoy a successful week.